0: everybody, and welcome to the 32nd episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob.
1: And I'm Anna-Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit the in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca.
0: Yes, meeples.ca. Check them out. Great, great uh, stuff on there. They've just added a whole whack of stuff there over the last couple days so yeah. check out their new releases and uh that's some the cool rest of them. new releases yeah. um i had a couple interesting emails come in uh this week that i thought i would mention on Aren't here because mr interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i just it was interesting It's stuff i i it is interesting i agree I'm yeah just i didn't expect time. to uh g- just get sent this information but it was yeah. interesting anyway so i thought i would share it the, one of the emails the first one came from uh, a, a website called feedspot.com and I guess they compile data about all types of podcasts, including um, like niche podcasts about uh, what what they cover, right So like different categories of podcasts and ours we we fell into um, the category of crowdfunding.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
0: so like our podcast is about board gaming, which is uh, goes hand in hand with, crowdfunding these days um but this website um doesn't just talk about board gaming um crowd crowdfunding, crowdfunding yeah. people but just crowdfunding in general and it apparently we we uh jumped into the top 20 crowdfunding yeah, so podcasts neat. on the web yeah Inclu- actually sitting or getting to the height of number 15 for crowdfunding podcasts that's
1: pretty cool which
0: is really interesting to me and uh, surprising to say the yeah. least that's but, uh, yeah, I thought that was one interesting. To find in your inbox. There was a, uh, f- and when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, there's a few actually well known, uh, podcasts on there that I was pretty surprised about. So that's pretty um, cool to be in the same It was neat. Yeah. We're, I guess we peaked list. at number 15 for, for, uh, downloads about a podcast that includes talking crowdfunding. about crowdfunding. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was interesting. And, it, and ad- in addition to that, we also got another, uh, email from, a website called podstatus.com, and this one uh, was talking to us about our performance since joining um, Apple Podcasts.
1: Right, when we finally figured out what we were doing with yeah. that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it only took us how took many forever, months. took forever, yes. I had basically had to start from scratch on that, kind of redo what I'd yeah. done, but then it turned out it worked. That had been a bit of a thorn. Yeah, but I guess that we got an email from that, and it said that we uh, were 22nd overall in the games category... And 147th overall in the leisure category.
1: That's pretty cool. I mean, if you think about how many podcasts are out there.
0: I know. I was pretty surprised. Um, that's
1: pretty, that's poor sweet.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was like, wow, this is interesting stuff that they just sent to us. And it was yeah. interesting. And. I thought it'd be
1: neat little stats.
0: Cool to share. But yeah, I don't know <laughs> what any of that really means. Um
1: Yeah, that was that FeedSpot you said. There
0: was Feed Spot and um Stats. Yeah. Or uh, podstatus.com. Yeah. That's so pretty cool. I think FeedSpot is a just a blog yeah. website.
1: Well, thanks for sending it anyways. That's yeah, it was that's interesting. awesome. That's cool pretty see. cool to see.
0: Yeah. But that's I guess enough about that. Um we're gonna kick things off with some new to the collection stuff here. Um back uh, a couple weeks ago, there was that sale at Meeple's, that, that yeah. big spring cleaning sale. Uh, and I was able to snatch up Fire Tower. And Fire yeah. Tower is a game designed by Samuel Bryant and Gwen Ruel and art by Kevin Ruel and published by Runaway Parade Games. And this was back from 2019. And this game is a game I had my eye on forever.
1: Wasn't that one that we, you, we were going to kickstart and then we missed it
0: um
1: or was it was yes. it not a kickstarter or was it it was something like that yeah i, I believe feel like so. we were trying to get that a while ago yeah
0: and and then it um it was up for pre-order as well and we missed out on that maybe
1: that's what i was thinking it was up for pre-order before yeah i don't know i can't
0: remember but it was definitely up for pre-order we missed out on that and then it just wasn't available anywhere yeah. and then they got in one copy of it at Um, meeples and milkshakes, and uh, including uh, three expansions for it. um, Which, then I grabbed all of it (laughs) (laughs) uh, during that sale. But um, yeah, the game looks very, very cool. It's a game I've had my eye on. It's very stylized um, and just an interesting look to it. Um, So... Fire Tower, uh, from the back of the box, it says, smoke rises on the horizon. Protect your fire tower from a rapidly spreading forest fire. Dispatch smoke jumpers and fire engines to combat the blaze and construct fire breaks to fortify your tower. But there is a twist. Always a twist. (laughs) In Fire Tower, you also take on the role of nature. Harness the power of the wind and the flames to push the blaze towards your opponents. so cool. And take down their towers. So Fire Tower is a pattern building Hand management game that takes five minutes to learn and 15 to 30 minutes to play. Each card has a unique pattern with its own tactical advantage. You must skillfully deploy the resources in your hand to claim victory. This special Kickstarter edition, this was a Kickstarter, uh, features deluxe components and all upgrades from the campaign. So, yeah, it's really cool. So, like, the board is, like, uh, Eagle's View Looking down on top of a thick, dense Canadian forest, really is what this is, with four fire towers in each corner. And then you've got these wicked bits that represent yeah. fire. And they totally look like fire when they're sitting there, and they're just these orange plastic, just like a crazy, bunch of embers and jammed, broken things that represent the fire. The, and and you're scooting them around on the board, representing fire how it's, as it's spreading through the forest. And then yeah, it just looks really really cool. And I love the fact that you're blowing the yeah. wind at each other, blowing the fire away from f- away from so your you're town. You're not only trying else. to to put out the fire, you're also trying to make it bigger <laughs> on yeah.
1: the other side.
0: And I love that it's it says five. It it promotes five minute learning. Yeah, curve. It's like, wow, that sounds awesome. And then we got three little campaign. Well, uh, not three little ones. One fairly large um, expansion called the Fire Tower Rising Flames expansion. A smaller one called the Fire Tower Rising Flames. That's the same. Buckets. I think it's just,
1: yeah, you get some upgraded bits maybe.
0: Buckets and buckets and Gems mini expansion. And then the Mega Hawk mini mini expansion, <laughs> which is just <laughs> this tiny little, it's like a matchbox. It
1: does look like a matchbox. It's really <laughs> but, small.
0: I don't know. It Looks really, really cool. I love that it's very, I don't know, abstracty looking. Um, yeah,
1: I'm. I'm just glad we were able to get in on it and get that version of it too, because yes. it was a uh, one that we had were looking at and just you know that there's so many of them and then you forget to go back. Yeah. and it slips your mind.
0: And and this one came out when we were in a uh, like you know slightly different financial position where we're just like ah, I we had to really pick and choose right, whereas like. This one was cool, but like, ah, I just can't make the cut for now, right? And then things, uh, we've both kind of changed careers and stuff since then, so uh, things are a little bit better on that end, and, um, but this is one, yeah, I've wanted to get, <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: No, I'm excited about that one. Um, but I also have a game new to the collection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, mine, funny enough, is one that I did not want to get. <laughs>
0: And I agree with you. Um, this <laughs> one was actually, one that we both kind of were like, mm, I don't know. Yeah,
1: we had both had a conversation about it, and we're like they're bringing out another one. I like, go, why? And I was like, I just feel like it'd be the same game, and just with a different theme on it. And I was not, uh, I was not sold on it whatsoever. And and that was totally blind. Like I'll put that out there. That was I didn't research it. I didn't anything. It was just. I've already got one and i like the one that i have so why get something else which game this game is santorini new york so uh <laughs> yeah which
0: doesn't make any sense at all but so <laughs> okay we'll go with it
1: designed by gordon hamilton uh art by mr cuttington yep. good old canadians and uh and published by roxley games and spin master games so santorini originals you're in greece and you're mm-hmm. building up there and Everything's white and blue, and it's very
0: yep. uh, the little blue domes on top of yeah. the white uh, white buildings. White buildings, and,
1: yeah. yeah. And so, um, and we love it, and we have all the little different little you know gods oh, that yeah. give we you the player powers Saturni. and and things like that. Yep. Um, but uh, we were chatting with Jim and Cheryl at the uh, Meeples and Milkshakes, yep. Yep. and um, they asked if we'd ever played it, and we we're like, no, and we kind of said like we didn't really have any yeah, interest, basically in it, zero
0: interest in just playing because it. Yeah.
1: we figured it was you know, very like the same game. They're like, it's not at all. <laughs> they said yeah. it's a different game. They absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, they said it's very, very different. So we're like, Huh, well, go Why figure. Not? Yeah. <laughs> Shame on me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was looking into it. And then um for this one you're um you're moving your workers around the growing city of New York. So this is like early early time New York. Um You're building the beautiful real-life wonders of the New York architecture. Uh, You've got different role cards, so they're obviously not going to be gods, but different kind of cards. And uh, you're still climbing to the third level, but you have to possess the Statue of Liberty. So there are are differences, um, but it's... uh,
0: They explained a lot of the differences. I can't remember what exactly everything is, but... Yeah, they totally sold us on getting this one for but sure. But it's it's
1: different. You're not just building. It's not three of the same of everything. No, you're no, building no. different types of buildings. And it's. Yeah, it looks um, way more
0: involved. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so. the different. You're, you, you're the fact that you are specific workers, like you're crane operators, reporters, engineers. You're it, it looks. Yeah, it's very different. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm excited to get that one to the table. But uh, picked that one up, um, you know, because I was wrong. Apparently. Yeah, no. (laughs) And I'm I'm okay to admit that. (laughs) And now
0: upon further inspection, it does look quite a bit different. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm happy to have it and give it a go. That's Um,
1: Santorini New York.
0: Yeah, good pick. And that was from Roxley Games and Spin Master? Yes. I believe, yes. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. No, those are two good games. Fire Tower and Santorini New York, which that name still bugs me, but it is what it is. Yeah. I'll give it a pass because... The original Santorini was just so good, so uh, we'll give this a pass. But yeah, we got—I <laughs> uh, we, think we've got a uh, a game on Gamefound we want to talk about. So we're gonna head mm-hmm. on over to our crowdfunding segment. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode. We have one game to talk about here, uh, and this one is on GameFound currently. What game are we talking about, Anna-Marie?
1: We are talking about The Great Wall, designed by Camille Siesla, uh, Robert Plesiewicz, and Lucas Wudart, uh, Wudartczyk, and art by Piotr Gacik. And published by Awaken Realms. And I apologize yes. for the pronunciation because I know I butchered all of those. Those are all Polish? All of them, except Awaken Realms. I got that one right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: yeah. so The Great Wall from Awaken Realms. This is a game that uh, it was on Kickstarter, uh, or uh, I was either Kickstarter Game Found, whatever. It crowdfunded a couple years back and i believe it delivered for early 2021 um to most backers and this is a game that i've been kicking myself for not backing originally but this again was a game that was super expensive and we'd been backing all sorts of stuff and yeah. our credit card bills were getting crazy and we had to not <laughs> back
1: we had to buy groceries. Yes.
0: <laughs> so we <laughs> as had much to do... as we'd
1: like board games to su- sustain us. Yes. We, <laughs> we needed food and <laughs> yes.
0: We had to not pay our bills. Yeah. Not back this one as much as I would have loved to.
1: But it was one of those. Then it was. It was like the homework.
0: <laughs> Dope. Yes. Every time. Oh yeah! As soon as I saw it showing up, at people's uh, houses and all the reviews. Coming jealousy out, bones. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, him, really kicking in hard And yeah, this one's from Awakened Realms And we are large Awakened Realms fans in this house We have several We have Lords of Hellas We have um, Cthulhu Death May Die We have uh, Tainted Grail uh, and Nemesis what's,
1: And we've got one on the way That uh, the Lords of Hellas um,
0: Oh, Lords of Ragnarok Lords of Ragnarok, yes, Ragnarok coming Which we did uh, fund, or crowdfund earlier this year
1: was uh, that or this year late, last year? Uh, la-
0: last year, sorry. Yeah. Late last year. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, we have... Mm, I think there's something else there too. But doesn't matter. We do like Awakened Realms. The quality is ridiculous yeah. in these games. Always. And this one is no different from what I've seen. And then, yeah, they had a reprint here on GameFound. Which is so. awesome.
1: It's nice that they did that. It allows it allows people to get in on ones that they weren't able to for whatever reasons.
0: Yep. for exactly this reason, right? Yeah. So, um, but,
1: um, yeah... The, the Great Wall is... Uh, I'll just read a little blurb. Sure. It's an asymmetric uh, worker. They say worker slash soldier placement. And I thought that was kind of funny until I thought about it for a second. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're soldiers.
1: There may be workers, but they're also soldiers. So... An asymmetric worker-soldier replacement game with engine-building themes and a twist in the form oh, of a, const- twist. Yeah, a constantly <laughs> attacking AI for one I to five it. players, which is a twist because typically AI is in solo games or mm-hmm. if you need to add, um, add additional movement into a two-player game, right? Yep. Like if you need to, otherwise it wouldn't work, right? Um, so it's neat though, because you have the attacking AI for the all-player counts, which yep. is definitely interesting. Um, and the fantasy board game is inspired by the history of the Great Wall of China, the Song Dynasty, and Genghis Khan's conquests.
0: Oh, it's so cool! Yeah, it's it's, it's a. I love the whole um, uh, the this the Genghis Khan, all the all that old history. It's just, but it's something I don't know a ton about. Yeah, me too. But it's very which I would interesting. like to know more about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do find it hugely interesting like the the mongol hordes and and everything the, the whole building of the wall there's uh, the ancient china everything about it i find interesting but i don't know enough about and i would like uh, hopefully i can learn a bit about it through this game would be we, really we cool. can know
1: more than watching mulan
0: <laughs> yes love that movie by <laughs> yeah, the way it's very good um eddie murphy's dragon oh just, so good, so good. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> i think it's neat just reading some of the comments that were on the uh the game found page saying how there are so many um, new and innovative ideas mm-hmm. that change up your typical worker placement and okay. uh, people really liking the AI, how the yeah. AI is super, super good and, and really uh, works it does really look well.
0: Cool. Because it looks like you're, you're like on your side of the wall. Cause the, the way the board's laid out, like, so the board's laid out, right. And then the middle of it is it's not laid up. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> laid out like uh, lengthways. Um, Left to right from, uh, like, uh, horizontal, right? <laughs> across the board.
1: How many different ways can we say sideways? Yeah. Or, like, um, normal board placement on a table.
0: Hot dog way, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> across the middle is the wall. And then we've got our forces on one side, and then we've got the invaders on the yeah. other side. And this just has, like, this seems like a, a much more in-depth, and adult version of, like, uh, Castle Panic.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Much more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's actually, it's historical and mm-hmm. adult. fairly accurate yeah.
0: historically and with, um, uh, yeah, real people as opposed to yeah. knights yeah. and goblins and things. But, this one, um, yeah.
1: Also, sorry, I'm jumping in again. Cause another cool thing is they have, um, they have a co-op mode and a competitive mode. Yeah. So, and- which is really neat. Cause you can, yeah, you can play together, I believe, trying to, uh, fight off. Yes. The, the invading hordes.
0: Which is, um, that's the game mode I'm most interested in. Yeah, me in, too. I like the, the co-op. You and I against the invading horde. Yeah. Or like whoever's here. If there's two or three yeah. of us playing against it. I don't know how many you can play in co-op, but... I
1: would assume up to five.
0: Um, so says one to four oh, players to four. here. Um, But yeah, there's co-op and... Uh, oh,
1: that's because there's a fifth player expansion. Right, which so we're if you, getting. Yeah. So um, if you could get the fifth player expansion, then it could be up to five.
0: Right. Okay. So... Yeah, so this game is just—I mean, everyone kind of understands what's going on here. You're protecting the wall from the invading uh, Mongol horde, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of pledge levels here. So <clears throat> this is a again, it's awakened realm, so it's mini-based. There's many, 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 many minis. In Nice-looking
1: inserts. Very like nice. High quality. Oh yes. looks like.
0: everything looks really, really good there's a whole bunch of different clans and the different clans all there have different sculpts for everything. Everything looks really amazing. Quality is through the roof. Um, yeah, the high quality, uh, plastic inserts for all the minis look amazing. It's
1: nice when you get, when you're getting in on something, uh, sometimes after the fact, when you're getting in on a sec, on a reprint, because you know, the, the sculpts that are on here aren't just sculpts. That's what they, no, act- actually, actually, what they actually look, look like, like. Yes. You know, yeah, that
0: is a good point. Um, and there's several um, pledge levels. We so okay. What do we got here? So there's a. Oh, that's a huge one. Let's start the other way. Uh, <laughs> uh, where's the core box? Core box. Uh, Dragon pledge is the core box, including uh, the stretch goals, and that's just a core pledge. That's 116 euros. So you get the game, and you get all the stretch goals that are out there. And there's quite a few of those. It's a whole other. Box, yeah, I haven't
1: done the conversion, but it's probably because I'm a little bit afraid. Uh, 116
0: euros, is probably 150. Mm.
1: 160? You keep talking, I'll figure that out. <laughs> it's
0: probably 150, 160.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. And
0: we'll <laughs> so that's that's the first one, and that's the non sun dropped. So that's just your regular minis. Um, and then you can get a sun dropped version of that for 166 euros. So you're adding $50 for sun dropping. Which is uh, not something I'm willing to pay for.
1: Well, well done, you. It was 160 Canadian.
0: There you go. Yeah, take it
1: back. You were right. (laughs)
0: Um, Then there's also the gameplay bundle plus the Iron Dragon expansion, and that gives you um, the core box plus the stretch goals plus the uh, two gameplay expansions, the Black Powder and the Ancient Beasts, and the Iron Dragon. Um, So it's a whole bunch of stuff there. And that is the one that we are currently at um, that we have pledged. This is uh, yeah, gameplay bundle plus Iron Dragon, 189 euros.
1: So what's that Canadian? Quick. Two
0: forty-five.
1: Not quite, but you're close. Two sixty.
0: Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's
1: why I didn't want to do this. But this seems, now I know how much this costs. But this game I think
0: ah, is worth it. I know. Like, this is I like agree. a really grand, big experience of a game. I
1: think one thing that I am super. We could do, about,
0: we, we could go further and sun drop yeah. that whole thing for 250 euros. That's no, because
1: I'm gonna learn how to sun drop myself, that's right. And then we're we we already do done
0: it. a fair decent job, yeah. At,
1: but I'm yes. gonna learn how to do it better. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, 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 I, I I get that. But what I I really think games like this are pretty cool because the the historical aspect of them mm-hmm. is super appealing to me. Uh, especially, like you were saying earlier, when I don't know a lot about no. it. Because, and I think it's good for, say, your like, kids, because we can say, well, you're playing a game, but this is all based in like, history. this is stuff that actually and happened. And so, if you like this game, and you <laughs> Minus the dragon, but... Yes. But, yes. But it's... <laughs>
0: unless you believe some of their... Uh, hey. Mythos. Yeah, you know, right? So you never know. Maybe. I don't know, but...
1: And, and so... You know, if they like the game and they find it really interesting, well, guess what? You can learn a lot more about this and in depth, and mm-hmm. then come and teach me about it.
0: Yeah, I know. I think it's <laughs>
1: or it's very, I'll go very cool. look myself. But I think these games that are based in history, like the one where um this other game found one we had from before we've talked about on here, um about World War Two in the Netherlands, right? Oh, yes. With that one,
0: uh, Orange. Yes, called? yeah, I think so. Yeah, and yeah, that
1: yeah. like those games are just going to be such. I think. Yep. Good gateway games for history, oh, right? that one to, in
0: particular. That one's yeah. talking about the. Well, that one's got like stories in people it. People uh, working against the Nazis yeah. trying to help liberate uh, Holland. And yeah that's, yeah, that's some interesting stuff. And, right and that's
1: there. why I just think that these games are so cool because they open up that um, history, historical avenue, mm-hmm. and, and they do it in a good way. Like, you're obviously pulled into playing this game, and it's. Uh, I just love it. And yep. when we do, when they do games like this, and they do them well, it's they're just fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I this game, I, I we would have, we would have, yeah, we would have one hundred percent. If we didn't have to this. eat, yeah, if we didn't need to, <laughs> uh, yeah, buy groceries back in the day. But um, here it is now, so we have another crack at it. And so there's one more pledge level you can do, which is the collector's bundle. Iron Dragon all in thing and it's got All sorts of stuff and uh, That's 282 euros
1: yeah that one I think Has sleeves and it has an yeah. art book and, and some things that are non-gameplay They have non-gameplay add-ons Yes in them. you
0: could also get that version Sundrop for 340 Oof. euros Oh
1: should we play that game <laughs> 340 guess Uh
0: 555
1: Oh you were going How I was going before Uh no 467 Oh Still a lot, but yes.
0: Okay. Well, still. Um, So there's three pledge levels you can get um, with versions that you could also get sun dropped. Yeah. But we are going to sit nicely at that gameplay bundle, Iron Dragon, 189 euros for gives you all the basically all the the stuff, all the expansions, uh, non sun dropped, and none of the none of the sleeves and all that stuff. So yeah, that's what we're going to go with, and I'm excited. Oh this one to show up and i'm hoping that they already have a lot of this printed so this i'd might, imagine they would um, i don't ship, think yeah. uh quicker like it would be super cool well, they've I already
1: know. i think when you've already done a production run of something you you already know what you're doing and it's already like everything's already made the <clears> sculpts are made everything's done and you just and they've already got the money I wonder if they have, <laughs> right, when you pledge it
0: i wonder if they've said when they think it's going to deliver um i don't see it here but it would be super cool if this were to deliver in 2022, like maybe towards Christmas. Yeah. It would be really, really great. Um, and this this game's got accolades out the wazoo oh, yeah. um, attached to it. So I am uh, very, very excited for this. And yeah, I think that just about covers our talk about The Great Wall. So we have a review to do.
1: Yeah, we do. And
0: we're going to get to that right after this.
1: Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house, and they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples & Milkshakes and their friendly knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC or online at meeples.ca.
0: Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode in which we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon Review. Yes, and what are we reviewing today, anna
1: Today we are reviewing Mantis Falls, designed by Adrian Caryhard, art by Julie Beerworth and Adrian Carryhard, and published by Distant Rabbit Games.
0: Yes, Mantis Falls. This was a Kickstarter I backed, which... Seems like almost two years ago or something, but it arrived about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think. And we've played several games of it since. And yeah, we're going to do our review here. So this is another story to interrupt. There's another
1: designer art artist, same person, those multi-talented people (laughs) who can do both.
0: (laughs) But yeah. um, Do you want to give a little read of the blurb there? You betcha.
1: You are in a mob-ruled town in the 1940s, and at least one of you was a witness to something you were not supposed to see. You need to make it across town alive to where there are people that can protect you, but your journey will be a dangerous one. You are informed that another witness will join you. By working together, you may have a much better chance of surviving. But what if they are not who they claim to be? (laughs) Dun-dun-dun!
0: That's the question um, (laughs) that arises in Mantis Falls. So that kind of gives you a taste of what the theme is. You are you have witnessed something horrible happen and the mob is trying to
1: um, silence, you. silence
0: you and you are trying to leave town and you're trying to escape before they find you. Yes, Or if hopefully your friend isn't working for them as well, which you yeah. don't really know until it's too late. Yes. <laughs> um, or you've figured it out. I mean, it's possible. But so that's the theme. Trying to get out of Mantis Falls yeah. before it's too late.
1: Their title, Mantis Falls, and then in um, brackets or parentheses, a game of trust <laughs> or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> trust or lack thereof. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's that's the theme. Very, very interesting theme. And this plays only two to three players.
1: Which, again, I love mm-hmm. that the game has recognized that that's where it's best at yep. and they've stuck to it and not tried to tack on a fourth or fifth player just so that yep. you can nope. get more players they, in. They've kept it they where it's supposed to be. They went with their two to, to three be.
0: player idea and here it is. I like that. Yeah. I like seeing that. Um So let's talk a bit about how Mantis Falls plays. Um You start I with a... I won't even attempt this one. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tackle <laughs> this here. <clears throat> so... You have a board, and it's a uh, player mat, and it's more not like your typical uh, player mat. It's a fabric
1: that. It's more, of, yeah, more of like a fabric. The edge.
0: More similar in style to say uh, Pax Premier. Um kind of a fold up little yeah. mat rather than a uh, thick neoprene. It works. Mat. It works, it works fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what you're we playing with. Uh, it's more of a more fabricy than. Uh, than uh mouse patty, you know? Yes. Um, I like
1: those descriptive
0: words. fabric versus mouse patty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you have uh, lots of cards. This game is majority cards played out onto this uh, this fabric board. Um, there is an event deck, an action card deck, an ally deck, um, the sunset deck, the night deck, the uh, darkness deck, and I think that's all the decks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have those placed on the board in their various spots um the the road that you are going to travel is made up of 12 cards four sunset four night and four dark and these are going to be placed out at random face down and they're going to represent the physical road that you are going to have to walk down to hopefully survive and you're going to start um, at the bottom right of the board And you're going to work your way serpentine (laughs) through this uh, through this board, kind of in an S shape, moving from sunset to night to dark. Every time to the end of the road.
1: Every time I hear you say serpentine, it makes me think of uh, Rickon in Game of Thrones.
0: I know if you would have just zigzagged, you would have survived. I know. You had to run straight. for Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, it's been out for a while. I haven't seen that. (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't seen that, shame on you. So. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Zigzag, Rickon. Oh, zigzag, man.
1: yelling at the screen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And you also have. So you're gonna start the game with your character, and you're gonna pick one of the characters. There's three. There's a um, kind of a person carrying a suitcase, person carrying an umbrella, and then a uh, lady, a kind of a, a a lady in a dress with a handbag. Um. And this is very. The theme is very noir. So this is very, very like 1930s. Uh, yes. Noir. So
1: they said 19... Yeah, this what takes was? place in 1940s. 40, okay. So, yeah.
0: So, very, very noir. Um. So, yeah, top hats and briefcases and long coats and dresses and handbags and the whole meal deal. Not quite cigarettes. top hats.
1: Hmm? Not quite top hats.
0: Or bowl, bowler hats. Yeah. You know, like Dick Tracy style yes. Sort of stuff. Yes, Um. So, you're going to pick your character and you are going to get dished out a character card, yep. which is going to tell you what your character... um has as far as as life and a special ability if they have one there's only three characters Um, so one is kind of plain jane one is more with higher health with kind of a limited uh, special ability and one has got lower health with a kind of a more prominent special ability and then there's the roles and the roles this is where the whole game comes together in a two-player game you're going to have three cards you're going to have two witness cards and a, an assassin card. You're going to mix them together. You're going to deal one card to, eat, to both players. And you are never going to reveal who you are until the end of the game. Right. Um. So one of us may or may not be an assassin. We never know. In a That's three-player right. game, it's the same idea. You're just going to add in one more witness card. And you're going to deal out one card to everybody. And hope that you're all on the level. And <laughs> be suspicious of each other the entire yeah, time. The entire time yes um so you're gonna gonna have your character uh given to you you're gonna have your role hidden um and then you're gonna get dished out some action cards and you're gonna get your little standee and you're gonna place it at the uh the start of the road card and then you're gonna reveal the first card from the sunset um street and that so you kind of just you always see kind of the the next card ahead of you
1: yeah you know what's coming on the next card
0: and so it's fairly simple what you do in this game. You, you have a handful of action cards and these action cards can be used for a whole wide variety oh, yeah. of things that we're not going to cover in, in depth here, but there's things that can, uh, help you or hurt others or hurt bad guys that you might come across or make you travel further up the road quicker or various different things. Um, So you are going to, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to move. And it's that simple. You can move ahead one or you can spend, uh, there's this certain part of the board called the uh, conserved energy section. And if you ever have four cards up in that section um, that get put there by the players through the game, you could spend all four of those and you could move ahead two spaces, which is a big, big move in this game because there's only 12 spots that you have to travel. That's right. But that's all you do with your first part of your, uh, your turn. Um, or I should also mention that in a two-player game, um, you both are active all the time. There's the first player who, who does their turn in, in its entirety, but the the other player will also get to, to do things on right. your, the first player's turn. In a three-player game, there is only two players that are ever active and then there's the bystander. the bystander and they have uh separate things that they can do um very limited and there are some cards that, yep. some that cards will like,
1: specify like oh and then the bystander can do this
0: 100% so, so there's and those are cards you add up, in for yeah. three player game and they specifically talk about the bystander right. and what they can and can't do but um and we've played with both three and two so um but that's the game doesn't change except for the bystander
1: It's just a way of keeping them involved, too. Yeah, it
0: keeps that third player involved in in some fashion. It's not that important. Um, So you will, yeah, you'll move your character up one on the street. And on each card, each street card, you're going to find a whole array of different things. You're going to find a stoplight on it, which is going to have the red, yellow, and green lights on it. And they're going to have a number in those uh, lights. And those numbers are going to be used in a whole bunch of different ways, depending on the different action cards you have or the events that you come across. And the the cards will dictate to you if your card, uh, like say you pulled an event card and it dictated that um, the bad guy you've come across has a health equal to the yellow light on your card. Right. And it would be, say, two on the one I'm on. Then that means that the bad guy we're up against is going to have two health. It's that simple. But if I was on a card that had four, all of a sudden, that guy would have four, and it's just that's a way of keeping things. Every character, every bad guy you come across, is, is going to change through the game.
1: Yeah, it's also going to be like maybe how much they damage you. Like your Not your too. red light is going to be how much you get damaged. Right? But the health of the, um, the op, the, the the guy is the your yellow. So it yeah. yeah.
0: So that's what the the, the numbers on the streetlights do is they just dictate to you, um, health different, and damage. Different and... Th- yeah, different mm-hmm. numbers mean different things depending on different cards that you pick up yeah so yeah you're gonna move and then you're gonna draw an event card and so we can go right in that you draw an event card off the event deck and they're gonna have seen and unseen events so seen means that you have to lay it down read this it is aloud s-e-e-n scene. yes as if you've seen you it. you can see it right yeah um you lay that down so it's public knowledge everyone at the table gets to see what's on that card and there are there's dozens of different events, oh, yeah. um, and they're all very very different, and they act in different ways. You can come across bad guys like we were just talking about that'll have certain life and certain um, uh, uh, power against you, and uh, do different things to you and hurt you or hurt the others. And- That's
1: the interesting thing about this too, right? Those cards sometimes it'll say. Um, their effect is going to be, everybody takes damage. You decide how it gets.
0: Unless, or usually they say, unless you can defeat him. Yes. And so that's what happens here is you, you draw an event card, but you don't play the event card. You just lay it down there and he shows that this is what's going to happen this turn. Then you get to the main play section and this is where you get to decide how you want to deal with that event. If the event was not a bad guy, you can kind of go several different routes where you could, um, conserve energy like I said you could throw uh one of your cards that you don't really have use for you could throw it up into that conserved energy section at the top of the board and then as soon as you have four cards up there you're able to spend those four cards on either my turn your turn the third player's turn to do either gain health back that you might have lost Mm -hmm. or jump ahead two spaces and that's really really a a thing that you do need to do in this game second you don't have a card you don't or you have a card you don't need you must dump it up there because that is hugely powerful yeah um, you can also just discard up to two cards out of your hand because at the end of your turn, you're going to be drawing back up. So if there's cards you really don't want, you want to get rid of two, go ahead. You could do it that way. You could choose to do nothing. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. Um, or you can create what's called an action play. And this is where in your hand, you are going to put together cards Of any one suit. And there are several different suits in this game. I forgot to mention out the gate, but there are granite, hunter, amber, royal, uh, lilac. What was it? Royal. Yeah. Yeah, So a whole bunch of different suits. Amber, all sorts. And the way these work is to do an action play. You can play as many of those cards out of your hand as you'd like. In the same suit. Of the same suit. Yeah. And you stack them face down um, to create your action play. And then... When you've both everyone that's involved in this turn, uh, finishes doing what they've done. You've either created an action play or, or conserved energy or discarded a couple of cards. Then we go to the action reveal. And what we'll do is I will, if I was first player, reveal my action play from the top card to say, I played three cards of a suit, maybe the granite suit, three different cards. I would play the top one, flip it over and reveal what it does and what's going to happen. And then move on to the next one and do that and move on to that. Uh, or no, it but it would to go back and person, forth. Sorry. Yeah, back and forth. I'd reveal the top one. And if you'd had an action player uh, stack as well, we would do your top card. And then back to me and... And until they, we're both done. And they do
1: it that way. There are cards that can play off of each other. for Like it yes. can say, if another card of this, you can replicate another one of these, or or you can do this if it's something else has been played. So yes. they can definitely work off of each other.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you'll play back and forth, revealing cards and doing whatever they say they're going to do, including if you're up against a bad guy of some sort and you're trying to beat him up. You right. might use your baseball bat to do two damage to an opponent. or you. Most of these cards do say... You can do this damage to anybody. You can do damage to that person, like your friends or... Is it opposition? It's... Opposition. That's what they call it. There's opposition
1: or the other player.
0: The bad, the thugs that meet you out on the street. Yeah. And if you can defeat that uh, guy, generally you just don't get bad things to happen to you. But sometimes you just, you actually get a bonus from defeating them as well. So there's that. There's also ally cards that you'll be able to come across, which are... Uh, it's a neat little mechanism where the, each ally. If you want to, if you want to gain an ally in this game, um, you have to collect all the cards required for that ally. Because there's an ally deck, and you've got to dig through this deck and get. Say, um, there's a character called uh, Miss Cardello. She requires three Miss Cardello cards to be acquired for her to become beneficial for you, and then she'll give you some sort of um, helpful. Yeah. Uh, power or whatever and there um,
1: there's so many because those usually come out um from a result that, from the result of an action card or an event card yeah and i i believe i think in our last game that we played we didn't know ally, ally. No, no ally cards came no, out you're right. so it just kind of the
0: first game, one of the like the game we played with kurt allies were yeah were an interesting thing
1: yeah it's interesting because they mm-hmm. they may or may not come out uh in the game
0: yeah so um, you either say we had just played an event card against a bad guy and we, we beat him, we'd move on. If we didn't beat him, they'd, he'd likely deal some damage to us. And because it was a scene event, we would all know exactly where that damage needs to be, uh, distributed. And on your little, um, uh, player board, it's this tiny little wooden board, which shows your, uh, your life points on it, which is, <laughs> it's a really cool little board. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a little button that you move along, um to show how many wounds you've taken, uh, you would move your little wound tracker up if you took any damage. And then at the end of that, you would move on to um, the draw phase. So you just kind of complete the event and processing phase, and you'd move on. You'd draw back up to your hand limit, um, and which is seven, I believe. Seven, yeah. And then you'd pass the first player token. If it's a three-player game, then... Um, the first player becomes, or uh, a new player becomes first person. The person to their right becomes the other active player. And whoever else was left at the table becomes the uh, bystander. Right. And that's how a round uh, happens. And then you keep going around around the table doing this, switching, uh, switching up who's first player, who's the other active player, who's the bystander. And you're pulling event cards and you're moving forward up the road and you're, revealing these events and some of them like I said are seen and unseen so the unseen ones are very interesting because you can take that card and you can read it and you don't have to show it to the other people you have to say whatever you say on it you have to say is true but you can leave out specific information
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so if there was one say if I was the assassin which I was in one game (laughs) and I had an unseen event and it said um, if you don't beat this guy up or if you don't defeat this bad guy, um, you get hit for four damage and you could distribute this any way you want. I could say, yeah, we didn't beat the guy. Annamarie, you have to take four damage. Yeah. Because it doesn't say that that it says, player it needs says to, the other, but it says can, it can be distributed however yeah. you'd like. But I can just say Annamarie has to take four damage. It says, yeah. You and can. I, And she can't see it you would not be able to see that card because I uh, discard it face down and you'd have no idea of whether or not I had the opportunity to take yeah. some of that damage or not.
1: Because how you resolved it is accurate. Yes. You distributed four and damage. And the damage was, yeah, it was and all correct. And you were allowed to do it however you wanted. Yeah. But they but don't you need, need never to know that because you don't have to say, oh, I can, I can do it equally. Yeah. You can just... Because like, some oh, events... You had, to take, you had to take four damage.
0: Some events will say... Absolutely. The, the first player takes four damage. Or the other or player. Or the other active player takes two damage. Or yeah. or divide this however you want. But yeah. then I could just say, Marie had to take the four damage and she'd never know until, well, until near the yeah. end whether or not that was yeah. uh, truthful or not. And so that's another thing that you run into here. So if you ever find yourself at your maximum wounds, um, you go into what's called last gasps which is really really cool um it's one way for you to to try and and not die yeah <laughs> um aptly
1: named yes. your last gasps <laughs>
0: so you've you've found yourself maxed out of wounds um and then you have a chance to play cards from your hand three times in order and you don't get to draw anything but you can look at your hands and you can play your cards in any way you want from your hand in order to try and save yourself. You could play, say, these two cards from this suit, play them face down, flip them over, flip them over. For example, maybe you
1: have some cards that will let you heal one. Yes. Because that will bring you back down into your normal health range. Right. And then you've got one use of your last gasp, and you, you have one health left.
0: Yep. So what it is, is at the end of any turn of your last gasps, if your buttons are ever below your wounds and your last gasp counter of 3. If you is if below it's three. below 3 and you're below your maximum moons, you survived. But if one is still at your maximum moons or at your maximum of 3 last gasps or both, you, you die. Died. And <laughs> so and that happens. Believe you me, oh, you yes. die in this game. It is not easy. Um
1: In the last game we played, I we like we got had some cards that clipped us along like really well and I was like oh this is going to be awesome not awesome
0: not awesome no
1: (laughs) it did not it because when you um there are on the cards this is just a side note but Mm -hmm. on the cards uh when you land on specific cards there is damage some cards have damage that you have to take what are they called they're
0: called ambushes ambushes so so on the road cards themselves the ones with the street lights as you're moving through the board they'll have in the bottom right corner they'll have up to two different icons they'll have a one that'll have a a number and it'll say ambush. And if you land and you finish your turn on that card, you're taking that damage. Yeah. One or two, I believe is the maximum ambush damage you can take. Simple as that. And also you can, there can be a telephone symbol or a bus symbol. Yeah. And those can come come into play hugely. Um, because on your action cards, there's going to be, References to those symbols. So, for instance, I had one called the I think it was called the bus pass or something. Yeah. Where I simply had to, if I was on uh, at the start of my turn on a street card that had a bus logo, I could play my bus pass card. I, I think it's something a bit I think more that's clever what than it was, that, but, but I'm not sure. And then you could scoot along to uh, the next card up that also had a bus pass on it or a bus uh, symbol. So you could potentially skip your way forward. You know two three cards easily using that card
1: there are also ones where you've got um that say like there was one that uh it would have been it was like a make or break in our in the last game we played yep. where um we really needed to kill the or, or beat the opposition and it had um it was like oh i had it was like a hired hit um like it a was hitman a card. Call in a hit. Call in a hit, yeah. Yes. And I could I could have just destroyed him, except I needed to be near a card with the phone symbol, and I was not. And you That's had I think thing. a similar one.
0: That's the thing, because we, we were right at the very end. You made it to the end of the road. I was on one road back and we were up against a goon. Yeah. And he was doing his best to kill me had we been able to kill him first, I would have survived and I got to the end of the road and we would have escaped because it turned out we were both witnesses. Yeah. Um, and we would have escaped, but we, and we had those cards to use, but there was not a telephone symbol. Not a telephone near us. Uh, which... Near us. So we couldn't, we could not use the the, the call to assassinate that that yeah. guy. But um, yeah, it's really neat. There's And there's lots of cards that work that way using yeah. the telephone and the bus uh, in various different ways. So that is... Actually, a pretty decent explanation so. of how this game comes together. You're just trying to get from the start to the end using your action cards, getting through the events, hoping that your teammates are actually with you. And if they're not, uh, you have to try to get to the end of the road or kill the assassins because there's a couple ways you can win or lose this game. Yeah. If the assassin kills a witness, you live. Or uh, yeah. So if oh. the assassin kills a witness. Or is it right there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Read that. So
1: the witnesses win if no witness is dead.
0: Right. So if all the witnesses survive, they win. Period. Yes.
1: Assassin wins if they are alive and a witness is dead.
0: So all they have to do is kill a witness.
1: Yes. Yep. And and this one always bugs me. Games in which an assassin and a witness both die are tie games for all players. Now I Basically figure. Basically, you all lose. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yes. I wouldn't consider that a tie. If you are going to say tie, you got to say tie for a loss because you yes. you are dead. Yeah. Nobody wins when you're dead. It was dead. no good, yeah. You,
0: <laughs> you but, tried to lose. Yeah. But that's that's it. That's the only way you can win or lose this game. There, oh, I shouldn't say that because there's a couple cards that change things yeah. a little bit. But, but generally speaking, that's the way it works. If you're a witness, you got to get to the end and you got to bring yes. the other witnesses with you. And you got to pray that everyone's on the level. In our first game that we played with this, there was me, you, and Kurt. Yes. And we all believed that we were actually witnesses. Well, like, it was kind of a positive feeling, right? To, as we're getting... Yeah, in like
1: the last two turns when you guys finally realized that I wasn't an well, assassin. Well, I was turning
0: Kurt against you.
1: Well, he <laughs> he picked on me from the beginning yes. and I... You messed up and I caught it, but I didn't you say anything because I was because, stupid. Yes,
0: I was the assassin I and knew I made it. it all the way to the end. And I waited for Kurt to get off the bus right at where I was. <laughs> and I stabbed him when he got off the bus and he... Uh, but he was able to drag himself over to the payphone and call in a hit and the, the hitman showed up and shot me. <laughs> so Kurt and I both bled out on the last, uh, the last street right before the end of the road. And you, I believe you made it. Oh no, you were behind. I was behind, yeah, but I got, I, to, I got him before. Yeah. That's right. Um, but if
1: you, if all the witnesses but don't he was, survive, he was all lose.
0: certain that I was a witness and he yeah. was, he was unsure about you. Yeah. And, but that is the funny thing is that right at the end, he got off the bus and I was like, and I'm playing my knife card and stab. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, yeah. He, and I thought I won, right? Cause I was like, oh, I killed, I'm pretty sure I killed Kurt this yeah. turn. There's no way he can survive this. And all I have to do is kill one of you.
1: Yeah.
0: And then he, he had that, call he was lucky his. enough to be on the phone spot and he had to call in the, call in the hit and the guy came up and whacked me. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a great experience that way. But I think that that pretty much explains everything about this game. Yeah. Um, there's not, a, I mean, it's not a ton to it. It's it's a bit tricky um, to learn out the gate. But once you got the rhythm of how this works, it really flows really quite well. It does, yeah. Um, so that being said, um, I think we should revisit the theme. Oh, there's one thing I need to mention before that, because I don't want to forget about it. And This game has its own theme music.
1: I've had my hand. I've had this booklet open to this page the entire time. <laughs> okay, good. So that I wouldn't, we wouldn't we forget that. we cannot go f- I thought forward
0: that, without mentioning this. I thought
1: that was perfect in the theme.
0: Yes. It, so we re- revisit the theme. They have their own music and it's a fantastic album of yeah. this noir, very Dick Tracy, old school, wandering through the rainy streets yeah. with the trumpets playing very sadly, um,
1: and not just that, they've got the original soundtrack for Mantis Falls. They've got um, three other recommended albums. Yes. So if you've played that one a lot, you can put it uh, put on one of the other three. And then more music suggestions at their website. Right. Like that's so cool. It's fantastic. I think thematic music is just so much oh, fun.
0: It, and it brought a lot to it. It did. It. It, we had sure. it going nicely right through every game we've played. And it yeah. just adds to this tremendously. Um, so. The theme was a, a knockout for me. I love the theme. I love noir. I love detective mobster yeah. stuff. Like, I really, really like the stuff. The uh, Yeah, the theme was a home run for me.
1: And I was going to say, it's also very thematic, you know, in the way the cards play because... At the end there, when you needed to call in a hit, I wasn't by a payphone. Yep. And you're not always going to be by a payphone when you need nope. to be yeah, by a payphone. That's
0: the thing. You can you have know? that hit card in your hand, but if you're not in the right spot you can't use at it. the right time, there's no mm-hmm. cell phones, right? So that's the way it worked. So the theme I thought was fantastic. Yep. Um, it was what I was hoping for. Yes. When I when I first read that this was the what was going on, I was, oh, I hope that they, I hope they bring the theme out. And it did. It oozed through this. It was really, really good. Yep. Um, then we talk about the artwork. Um, so some of the artwork is absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, all like, the
1: action cards. Yeah,
0: the cover box, right? So oh. the stuff that you're looking at. Yeah. That same artwork shows up on all the fronts, like all the, uh, the, uh, the faces of all of the action cards and they're all really, really nicely laid out. Um,
1: kind like the, black and white um pencil sketching almost. Yeah, but like, again exactly. like a cream colored background and it it's very nice. Yeah. And the same artwork very slick.
0: basically shows up on the um mat as well. But the yeah. mat is more black and white whereas the the uh the artwork on the cards is more that uh brownie yeah. brownie white, right? So uh slightly different uh color hue. Love the style though. But oh the style is fantastic. Then there's the the artwork on the the road cards is, is fine. Um, it's very different. It's, it's much different than the it's rest. It's very so, different style from the yeah, other it's, it's cards. Yeah, it's quite a different style um, and could have used a bit of variety on them, like maybe like the odd, because uh, they're kind of like carbon copies of each other, yeah. just with different numbers and different symbols on them. But if the, I would have liked if the streets had had different things, each card had had a different, like a, I don't know, lamppost in a different area or a, a dog on one or a fire hydrant or something, yeah. you know. Just a little variety there would have been great, but yeah, I mean they're fine. Um, yeah, the little meeple's are fantastic. They are. They're very cool. Um, really, really great.
1: And I really love the um, the what did you call it? The uh, fabricy. Yeah, fabricy <laughs> mat. It just the mat. up nicely because you don't need to um, you don't need to store it anywhere else. It stores in the box, and hmm. it's just got a nice. Uh, it lays out the um, the cards very nicely. So I I yep. love that. I think that was an awesome. Uh, element to put in this game.
0: I agree. And uh, the little player boards on the Kickstarter version, which is what we have here, are, yeah. they have some nice wooden ones with uh, everything's engraved on them. They're really, really nice. They come with little buttons to to move, to scoot along, to count your wounds and your last gasps. They also came with sleeves for everything and we've sleeved yeah. it all. And they also come with these little um, pouches, like potato sack
1: hmm. kind of
0: drawstring pouches for everything and they this cards kind of fit in them a little awkwardly because the corners on the cards kind of like with the caps on them on the stuff a little bit so they're a little awkward but they do they do keep everything um nicely stored in, order, in the yeah. box and there's about five or six of these little a bags nice of,
1: sized box too it's like a small yeah so it's a nice, nice little sized
0: box. box um and the bags are great like really great little quality little bag and they all have. um uh, like pictures on them with the artwork and they tell yeah. you what you're supposed to put in them. this one in my hand shows it says it's supposed to be the pieces so you put like them the, the uh, buttons and the uh, yep the Players, meeples in there yeah. and whatever so no really really cool uh, components really really good artwork or uh, no I guess we're onto the components here the artwork um, it was really really fantastic on one end and then could use maybe a slightly upgrade on others but overall, I really liked it. I really digged what they were trying to do here. Um, and the components were just, yeah, um, really, really yeah. good. Um,
1: no, I think they were awesome.
0: Yeah. And the fact Definitely. that they the sleeves for everything, because like they said, actually, in the book, was that in a game where there's hidden information, you like to sleeve everything. So there's no clues yeah. left on any cards. You're so not going to wreck. The bent corners exactly. is that card. And that one with that scratch is that card. That was nicely thoughtful. Yes. That was thoughtful. <laughs> I thought. It was really well thought out. Yeah. Yeah so components and artwork really good yep. um gameplay fantastic um so we gotta talk about whether or not we recommend this game and if we do who do we recommend it for uh oh it's we i certainly do recommend this game because this game is everything i was hoping for um for a hidden role game to for a two, for, first off that you can play this two-player yeah which we have um I'll say this, though. It does sing at three. Three is where you should play this, but you can play it at two and have just about uh, as much fun. Um, but I think it's really, really good with three.
1: Well, you get that extra added person of um, throwing in doubt or yeah. trying to gang up on someone or um, oh, yeah. it just adds fighting it. for your life. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> or, yeah. But it's relatively quick, too, even with yeah, three players, right? For sure. You can finish this in an hour for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's... Oh, it's just, it brings so much with the music playing and especially the music, the music really brought this game home for me. Yeah. Um. And then just never it's really, really knowing with. if the person across from you is telling the truth on things or if yeah. they're actually trying to help you. It just has this sense of this uh, hopeless kind of like. Dread, Yeah, because a
1: lot of the cards you get, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, but then I have to wound the other player. Yeah. And so you're like, well, should I play that and like maybe kill this person? Or right. should I maybe put it in conserve energy and try to get a new card in there? Mm-hmm. And because in that conserved energy, then you could pick it up, uh, you know, potentially yep. to play right. it. So there, yeah, uh, it's, oh, yeah.
0: it's, this game just was everything I was hoping for um I, out of this game.
1: I don't know what, what the age recommendation is and it would be a little bit, I would it's say slightly mature, slightly but mature and not even so much, but yes, the content, but I think it's more just the cards, like, yeah. no, like learning how to play those cards and yeah, what they there's, mean. There's a lot, there's some text on them. So
0: yeah, there's a lot of things to figure out because some of the cards are obvious and some of them say like, they literally say sometimes on it. It's yeah. like sometimes you can play this card. Well, why is that? Well, you got to yeah. read as to why it's only yeah. applicable sometime.
1: It's a little bit older.
0: Well, yeah, so this game is definitely for slightly more mature audience. Um
1: Maybe like 14, would you say? 12. 12? Yeah, 12ish
0: 12. and up yeah. is kind of where I was had it at. Yeah. And um but yeah, if you like hidden roll, um this is great. Yeah, it's a um, very good hidden roll really game. Really great, especially if you have a small game group and you where generally hidden roll is better or designed for a bigger group. Yeah. This one, if you only have two or three, four people in your game group, and you want to play a solid hidden role game, this is the one.
1: Well, yeah, and it's nice because it's a hidden role, like you said, that goes quickly.
0: It does. Because you you can scoot along that track. You can play a couple games this night easily. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then oh, it's just and you just the fact that you never know. Yeah. If the person is on the level or not until you get closer to that end.
1: And it's nice that you know it's 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 one of those hidden roles, but this one they've done really well because it's not an obvious, it's not obvious because no, it's not. so many of the cards are like, but you have to wound the other player. Yeah, like
0: if you use a hand grenade, right? It's but like, you're well. not, yeah,
1: you're not the only one that has them and sometimes those are the only cards you can play. So it's mm-hmm. like, I really need this effect. But I'm sorry, I got to use is that hit the you? only card you can play,
0: right? That's, well, the, yeah, thing. that's like, the thing. That's the thing. You keep saying, oh, I, I don't have any options. This is the best thing I can do. It's like, well, you're hoping that he's telling the truth. Yeah. And it's just, that's what I love about it. I yeah, love everything about it yeah um, it's awesome this is one of my favorite games i've played this year so we're counting this as a 2022 title yeah uh even though i know the states basically had this for 2021 but i think the bulk of canada hasn't had this until 2022 so this is definitely going to be in uh contention for our 2022 games of the year list and uh right now this is one of my favorite i played this year it's so, awesome um so Obviously, highly recommended. Yes. Uh, two big thumbs up from us here at the Meeple Dungeon. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to call that an em- episode. So <laughs> we are going to run. You can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon our podcast it can be found on all the major podcasting sites if you want to contact us you can including contact us. apple and apple yes we <laughs> apparently we're doing really well
1: now that we figured it out um you
0: can contact <laughs> us uh the meeple dungeon at gmail.com if you'd like to, to talk about anything in particular and yeah we're gonna run we will see you next week cheers have a
1: great week everyone
0: bye-bye